Welcome to the Bull, the Bear, and My Brother's Chair. I'm Nate Lucius, and I'm, of course, joined by my brother, Brian. Welcome, Nate. Welcome, Nate. Another exciting show planned for the day, so that's the good news. Something you can be bullish on. Yeah, last time I know we we didn't have a guest. We were in the midst of kind of everything breaking loose, so to speak, and this time we we do have a guest. He's not in studio, but... This is true, and we did have a couple guests lined up to come over to our physical studio, and it is a lavish studio, might I add. <laughs> it is, uh, we are appropriately distanced, so that is that is the good news, but I mean, the studio is just, it's deluxe. Um, <laughs> if you see it, you'll know what I mean. But either way, we've got a good show today uh, from a guy named Adam Plotkin, and we'll get to talk to him about a little later, but he is the guy who books all of our uh, speakers for our events, which obviously in the time we sit in today, uh, large events and uh, corporate events are not uh, not something that are happening, but not to say they won't rare back again. And we're certainly planning our January event right now, even though it's April, which is always weird to see, but that's how far we get ahead of it. And he's the guy who's lined up speakers like us, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Jake Wood, um, gosh, who else? Dan Marino. That guy? Dan Marino, uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, a lot of other business speakers. You know, one of my favorites was the guy from Pixar. What was that guy's name? Uh, Matt. Uh, Loon. Matt Loon. L-U-H-N. Yeah. The guy was uh, one of the instrumental people in developing the storyline for cars. So uh, yeah. really he's, good speaker. He's certainly got some great stories. And, you know, we all work with clients, but he works with clients that uh, at some point I think can be very difficult to work <laughs> with. So he's got he's got some great stories and he's got some really cool business stuff to share today. Good. But first off, we'll talk a little bit about what we're bullish and what we're bearish on right now. And certainly, you know, as we sit here uh, today in uh, end of April, uh, it's not things aren't really turning the corner on businesses and shelter in place. And, you know, we're, we're kind of in in stuck in this, quote, new normal. And, uh, you know, I could use other cliched lines of like uncharted waters or, uh, you know, economic downturn or whatever it is. But either way, everybody knows where we're at. So uh, flying right past all that as to where we are, because we all know well know where we are, is uh, some things that I am bullish on. And I do think that, you know, when we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but some of the, the inefficiencies of business and the abilities in using technology that we've always had and never used because we just we just, we just don't do it that way. We always did things the, the, the we always did it this way. It's just easier has now forced businesses into doing things and using technology to their advantage. And the one thing that I am bullish on is virtual meetings. Nate, how many Zoom meetings, go to meeting, using your webcam had you done pre pandemic uh, versus a, now? Actually using a webcam? Webcam, Zoom meeting, either way. Uh, yeah. I would say video wise, it would be less than ten okay. prior to my prior to the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And how many in the last two weeks would you say? I probably have two, three, four a day. That's at what least. I have now. <clears throat> and I dig them. And I think one of the, you know, crazy things about it and why I'm bullish on it is is you look back last year. I don't know how many miles I logged on an airplane enough to get whatever the you know first award at Delta, which really is kind of like nothing, but (laughs) I probably fly once a month. And, you know, a lot of the meetings and certainly maybe some of you have flown more than that, or you have a company with external wholesalers flying around the country and buying dinners. And, you know, a lot of time is spent to travel, to do face-to-face. Now I'm not discounting the face-to-face is not important, 
But I think a lot of the meetings people hold, if you can do them virtually on a camera, is just as effective as spending all kinds of money and time flying around. Yeah, and I, and I would encourage you to, I know that people would say in the past, well, I can just have a phone call or a screen share. I don't need to see the person's face on a video. But I will say, when you can see someone's face on a video, when you can't see them every day is, is meaningful. And so I would encourage you, if you're not doing video, uh, to go get a webcam, uh, make sure you're doing video with clients or with your staff or whoever it is. I do think video adds an element that uh, is very important today. I agree. And, you know, one other tip, one thing that I have been seeing as kind of a fail is I get you're working from home, but put on a golf shirt, <laughs> look, look, look like you care. I get you have to work from home, but put on something other than, you know, your, uh, your festival t-shirt from the last big Woo concert <laughs> you went to. But, you know, why I'm bullish on that is, is we're obviously forced in a situation where even locally I can't go from my office to a different suburb to see that person. So I have to do it there. But you think of post pandemic life and back to normal clients and people and all those things. I mean, they're in Naples in Florida or in, in the winter time they're in uh, on vacation. <clears throat> it doesn't mean you can't conduct business that way. And so kind of part of the reason I'm bullish on this is that it's, it's turning everybody into forcing people to use it. So people who are uncomfortable or scared of it, it's now the new norm that moving into to, you know, normal life is going to be the way things are done. And we're going to realize we don't have to fly all around the country <clears> to do these things. Clients and uh, people are going to realize that this is okay to do it. And it will make your office or your business more efficient because you don't have to have a guest in and greet them and go to lunch and do all those things. Business gets shortened up and conducted more efficiently than it, than it was before. And I believe that will carry on. So I'm excited about this. And I would um, suggest as well that, you know, I've certainly we've been busy here the last few weeks, but as you look forward, there are more opportunities and more things that I think I'm open to listening to, taking calls. And I think that's the same for our clients. They're, they're at home. They're not really overly busy. They're at their couch, their kitchen table. They're sitting on their patio. They're by their pool. Whatever they're doing, I think they're more open to say, hey, yeah, I'll spend 45 minutes with you next week. <clears throat> I'd love to hear what you have to say, new ideas, new opportunities. So I would say that now more than ever, especially for your clients or people, prospects that you've met with before, they're more than willing and more than able to make that time, set aside that time. And if you're using video, you're using the tools, you're using the vault, using all the tools that we have, I think your meetings are going to go well. And people are more than willing, as I've said, to listen now and to be just comfortable as they're listening. They're not showing up to this big meeting in your office and they're going to listen to what you have to say. And certainly they need our help today. So I think uh, that's a positive thing. The other thing I'll add is coming out of this, let's say we look forward, hopefully 30 days, but maybe 60 or 90, having the ability, don't just use these tools now and then say, okay, now I use those tools. Now I'm going to go back to my normal life. I'm not saying you get rid of face-to-face meetings, those are still going to be very, very important, but offer the ability, whether it's a first meeting, certainly review meetings, okay, a review meeting to conduct it 30 minutes from your house, or even offering a first meeting via Zoom, via video chat, you're going to have people that are going to take advantage of that, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't scrap that. So I would work on your process now for what's working, what works the best, and continue that. Make it an offering that you have don't just say, okay, we're done with this whole video virtual thing. 
make it an offering and people will take you up on that. Agreed. What else are you bullish on, Nate? So overall, I'm bullish on the U.S. economy. Obviously, the market's taken a hit. We've seen, as of today, I think it was 15 million jobless claims, which isn't a good thing. But I think looking back, whether you have a job 90 days ago that you said, well, I don't know if I really like this, you know, maybe I should do this. You fast forward to today, and there's so many people that don't. Uh, I think taking for granted what we have is something that is all going to change. You know, 90 days ago, I think you take a lot of things for granted that you don't take for granted today, whether that's job, that's your family's health. There's a lot of things in this economy that are going to go right back and are going to be stronger than they were 60 or 90 days ago. So overall, I'm still bullish on it, although, you know, we've got some some small issues to work out here in the next 30, 60 days throughout the course of the summer. I agree with that. And I mean, I really kind of bullish just overall, overall humanity in general. I think, you know, some of the crap, be it, you know, complaining about somebody's job or the little things in life you were complaining about four months ago has changed some perspective on how people treat one another. Um, certainly, you know, I think you see a lot more people out and exercising. I mean, and driving to the office when I do go, and again, there's only 10 people in a 60,000 square foot building. So sometimes I show up here, but I mean, it's like you're dodging pedestrians on the way here. And I, I mean, safely, but yeah, <laughs> people well, are out and about. Nobody has an excuse for exercise right now. So if you're saying, ah, <laughs> oh, geez, I just don't have the time. I don't have a massive uh, equipment in my home. Eh, not really a good excuse. So that is, that is I think there's a lot of positives to take out of this, but certainly some some issues we've got to work through. What's something you're bearish on? So to take off of that a little bit, as we all have more time at home and with our family, uh, I got to tell you one thing I'm hugely bearish on, which What's is that? Facebook neighborhood <laughs> or community pages. My neighborhood is fortunate or unfortunate to have a neighborhood page. And I'm going to tell you, the other day I had one where this lady had bought some, what are those sausage biscuits? What's the brand? Um, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean sausage biscuits. And she put a picture on the thing and said, my family really doesn't like these. They're already open, but if anybody would like them, we're going to put them on our front porch. Like, who, who's going to take your Jimmy Dean sausage biscuits right now? And so there's just, people have way too much time on their hands and they like to coach other people's kids and you know, do all those things that's like, hey, stay in your lane. You know, just kind of <laughs> don't broadcast everything. Hold on. I have something to add to that as soon as I finish this sausage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like my sausage. Is is I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, you have the next door is another one that's a big one. It, it is quite entertaining if you get on it. Some, some of it is very good things that are on of people offering help or asking for, you know, advice on a contract or whatever. But every once in a while, you'll catch one that's like, did anyone hear a loud boom last night? And the comments are great. One's like, I think it was fireworks. Another person will say, I think a truck tire blew. And there's five or six guesses on what this possible loud boom that that person may or may not have heard when at the end of the day, a loud boom last night is just fine. It yeah. wasn't it, a Inevitably, they all go back strike. to it's either the Democrat or the Republican fault <laughs> that, that your kids are playing with other kids in the street. And so anyway, that's something that uh, as... As this changes, I think people will get back to not caring so much about what other people are doing. It's like it's like all of our neighborhoods have turned into one giant retirement community. That's right. <laughs> no kidding. Bridge and bingo and Zoom meetings. 
Uh, cool. All right. Well, we'll transition on to our guest here who uh, we did do via phone and Skype call, and that's Mr. Adam Plotkin. I talked a little bit about him at the beginning of the show, but what we're going to talk about is how to use uh, typically either celebrities or business speakers at your meetings and at your event. Now, some of the names that, that I listed up front, guys like Jake Wood, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Emmett Smith, Dan Marino, people that we've had and had the opportunity to meet, which are is a very cool experience if you ever get a chance to meet some of these folks. You don't have to be at that level, certainly, you know, <clears throat> of speaker. You can have somebody who is less known that more fits your your budget is really where I'm going with that. But either way, having keynote speakers at your event to deliver some type of story has, has been a huge uh, impact for us. And I know it's something that always we have a step and repeat, which I learned last year is the the uh, the term for standing and getting your picture taken with these people is something that all of our guests at our uh, meetings, all of our advisors certainly like to do when they like to meet these people. And so it is not only an entertainment value, but it is a a valuable topic and speech that they oftentimes give. Sugar Ray Leonard's speech was fantastic. Uh, Jake Wood, who is of Team Rubicon, um, was a fantastic speaker. And so those are some people you can look at their keynote speeches online. But Adam will take us through and talk a little bit about how these people are booked, what they're used for, different types of speakers you can look at. And then he also has, of course, some entertaining stories because he's working with some entertaining people. That's right. Welcome, Adam, to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started and welcome our guest into my brother's chair, Mr. Adam Plotkin. Adam, how are you doing today? Good, and you actually are one of my brothers in uh, in, in this war of life, so I'm uh, <laughs> real happy to be here. We've had a long relationship with Adam, and I've we've known each other for, what, probably 10, 12 years probably now, Probably 15 huh? years. Is that what it's been? How, how old am I now? Am I still this? I'm still old. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting up there. I remember oh. being on the uh, being up at uh, at the parents' house and on the back of the famous uh, tractor picking grass with your dad. It was an <laughs> amazing weekend. <laughs> yes, he is a farmer in his spare time, isn't he? <clears throat> the uh, Adam is the uh, founder of No Pack Talent Agency, and that's N O P A C. And uh, he started it and founded it in 1999. So he's been in the business for a little over 20 years. And the way that we met Adam was actually we were looking for speakers to come to our Gradient Summit. And this was back in the first one I think we did was, what was that, 2006-ish, 7-ish, somewhere around there? Or we did it in Las Vegas. I want to say that's right about, that's about correct. Yes, sir. We did it in Las Vegas. And I think the speaker, we had about, what, 50 people in attendance there on that one, which is a far cry from the 470 some odd we had uh, this year. <clears throat> but I remember the first speakers that you had booked for us was a guy named Serrano Kelly was a business speaker and a football player named Brian Holloway, I believe were the two guys that you had that if my memory serves me correctly. That sounds about both our memories, which means we're getting old. But uh, yes, absolutely. We uh, we had Brian. Brian's uh, actually more known as a speaker than he was as a football player. Um, yes. You know, he, he was with the uh, Patriots and he won uh, three Pro Bowls and he's probably spoken it over. At least he'll probably tell you 400 Fortune 500 companies. So, you know, yes. he's built an entire career after his career. He was very good. And that was one of the reasons that we, we wanted Adam to come on the show today is his, his art form is one that if, if you haven't booked speakers or talent or anything like that before, 
you oftentimes use a person like Adam in these uh, celebrities or business keynote speakers or actors or bands or whoever you're going to book for an event. Also use a person like Adam because what they don't want to do is deal directly with me who really doesn't know how the deal works. They say, go through him. It'll be much more organized. We know Adam. We trust Adam. We'll deal with that. So they use uh, agents basically to book these things. So what I wanted to ask you, Adam, to kind of focus on here is, is why does somebody use speakers like this at their event and what, what, what power does that give? What does it do for the audience? But before we get there, how in the world, you know, I know now you're, you're one of the leading premier agencies that of uh, talent booking in the country. Uh, you have access to 20, 30,000 different speakers and athletes, actors, all those things. How the heck did you get into this? Well, it's a, it's actually a really funny, uh, yet I guess happy story at the ending. But, uh, so back in the, in the nineties, uh, when I was in my college, my 10 year college career, um, you know, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only person in my family that graduated college and it actually wound up taking me 10 years. Um, I actually transferred from the university of central Florida to, uh, Florida Atlantic university on my journey. And, uh, Wound up begging a gentleman who was uh, an adjunct professor named Mark Bogan, who later on, he actually was just the mayor of Broward County, um, to hire me as a uh, law clerk. And I begged him every day until he hired me. And uh, he's actually my mentor and, you know, went on to open a sports marketing company back in the 90s when websites were, you know, obscenely priced and, you know, at a premium and, and, you know, just new out there. So, you know, I worked for Mark for probably six, seven years. And, you know, he decided to go back in a class action uh, lawsuit and I uh, found myself without a job. So (laughs) I basically, uh, (laughs) I basically started uh, with, you know, at that point I was mostly working with athletes and, you know, I decided to buy this $10 casino book uh, that listed every single casino in the country. And I went through it and I called every marketing director who had more than 10,000 feet of uh, gaming space and literally sat there, faxed everybody because I said, hey, people don't always look at emails. So, (laughs) yeah. So, so literally uh, we probably booked about you know, four athletes for Super Bowl appearances, which is, you know, a big deal back then. And then, you know, kind of the rest was uh, history. And uh, I'd say about five or six years down the line, um, we originally started as National Organization of Professional Athletes. Um, and we, you know, started booking names like Jay Leno and, and, right. and big names like that. So we just added the, you know, and celebrities part to it. Right. <clears throat> okay. Good. And it always seems like you're having fun. It seems like you've, you've built a really good relationship with a lot of these speakers that we have. I mean, Adam is the reason that, that we've had and I've gotten to meet in my life people like Sugar Ray Leonard, Tim Tebow, Emmett Smith, uh, Matthew Loon, who is a one of the guys who uh, was a major contributor to the Pixar movies back in the day. And if you have little kids, uh, you know how of an emotional connection you have to or maybe forced to get with Pixar movies but either way he was one of the lead story developers of the movie Cars and he was a phenomenal speaker so uh, and and one thing to add yeah and one thing to add to that is what was great is that was your theme that year was storytelling mm -hmm. so we went above the athlete division and we went we didn't get a named person we got somebody who fit 
exactly what you're looking for. Not only that, if you remember, because uh, our memories get a little good, um, <laughs> we actually got Matthew to agree to draw a custom uh, photo uh, picture for your group, right. a custom art piece, and he, you know, had it signed. And actually, you guys gave that out as a gift to your guests, which was nobody else gets that. Yeah, he was amazing. <clears throat> let's let's talk about those kind of sections for a minute. So, if somebody's having an event and let's take the scale of the event out of it for a minute and just talk kind of generically of you've got, of course, actors, athletes, you have business speakers, people anywhere from Matthew Loon, who we just talked about to maybe a local business all the way up to guys on shark tank. I mean, anybody is available. How does one go about, or I guess maybe what is the difference in having an actor athlete or business keynote speaker at the event? What are the differences you get out of those speakers? Sure. And, and it really depends on your group. I mean, we have groups that put on events that need, you know, a chef from the food network because they're having a big event and they're focusing on food or, or, or someone like a Matthew Loon, who we mentioned earlier, who um, just absolutely hits the mark of a specific subject. So we've booked, you know, I would say in the, in the past few years, especially with this whole scandal with Russia, I can't tell you how many cybersecurity speakers that we've booked. I mean, sure. experts on cybersecurity, you know, when you deal with corporate groups um, or banks, I mean, you know, it's, it's a hot subject. So it's, a lot of it depends on the subject. When we come up to a presidential race, um, we get all sides that, you know, um, that want to have speakers that relate to their specific audience. Or sure. for example, we get, you know, religious or ethnic groups. If it's LGBT month um, or um, black history month, we get a ton of requests. Um, you know, something that's really popular now, which is well within, you know, should have been forever is, is diversity and inclusion. Of you know, everybody in the workplace wants to make sure we have a great place to work and, and a very diverse group at that. Um, so it just depends on what the group's goal is. And like everything else, like when we go to buy a car, it's, it's, it's a lot of it depends on budget. So our expertise is matching the right speaker with the right budget for what you're looking to try to do. And that's something you've helped us with greatly too, is we have an event name or we have a theme we want talked about. And oftentimes we'll have an, an athlete or someone like that and a business keynote speaker at our events. Um, the, the athletes in, in, in my experience, I mean, they, they range all over on what their stories are and what they do. Um, some will just do a moderated question and answer. Uh, others like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard has an hour long presentation and it has video of him in the Hearns fight. I mean, you know, he has a full story to what they do. Some of the question and answer stuff is great. One thing that I was that and you've probably seen this more than I have is <clears throat> whether you know that athlete or not, like take Dan Marino that we had out in uh, uh, at our last summit down in Miami. The questions that come from the crowd and the intimate memories that those people have of Dan Marino back when he played and they were watching the game with their dad, I mean, it it strikes a, a an interesting emotional connection with a lot of the audience. Do you see that a lot? I do a lot, um, and I see a lot of it. 
you know, a lot of people would say, especially someone who played during Dan's era or Magic Johnson, who we work with all the time, or an Emmett Smith, is, is you know, back then people played for the love. It wasn't the love of the game. It wasn't as much about the money. So, you know, usually, you know, with Dan Marino, you know, we got him because, you know, when you guys do an event, it's usually uh, we try to get somebody who's in, you know, famous in the area where your event's at. But right. people just say, oh, I can't remember, you know, I can't believe how amazing the times were. And, and it's not only the message that he gives to the to the audience. It's also, hey, when you do that VIP meet and greet and you get your photo with, you know, Tim Tebow or Dan Marino, like that's your chance to shake a hand or touch some, you know, touch somebody um, through their heart that you would never normally get to meet. And, and it's really a memory of a lifetime. And the message they usually give is, is teamwork, you know, motivation, re-energize. Um, I've seen messages all over the place. If you're somebody uh, such as Gradient, um, who's at the top of your business, you know, speaker might come in and say, hey, you're at the top of your game. You're the champions. But guess what? There's so many challengers that want to knock you off the top of the top of the mountain <laughs> that we've got to keep pushing and push ahead and, and and continue to, you know, create new products and continue to, 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 to do what we're doing because the guys behind us, they're thinking of how to beat us and we have to keep succeeding. Well, if you're that company who wants to be Gradient, they're trying to figure out a way to get there. So right. it's, it, it's always good. And, you know, depending on the economy, um, which has been great for the past several years, yes, it has. Um, you know, that really, it really depends, you know, budgets usually open up and the bigger names get booked. And it, it's, it's totally something that I think adds to, you know, an event and, and does really have a great message. I agree. And to that, you know, you brought up something there that you, the VIP meet and greet, I mean, I guess that's the other thing that you have to kind of that we use someone like you for. And if you're having an event, you got to think outside the box a little bit. If it doesn't always have to be somebody on a stage presenting to a group of 50 people, there are much smaller, intimate things you can do of having a chef or having a local author or things like that to it. Now, <clears throat> business speakers, you obviously get into, you know, like we talked about Matthew, Matthew Loon from Pixar. You talk about, of course, you have the Shark Tank people or anywhere in between what what do you, the business keynote speakers what what do they bring to an event that maybe an actor or athlete doesn't um they bring business success there are there are certain people like magic johnson who have transcended sports to business but you know and and they have their own and anyway it's been in professional sports you know congratulations to them because it is the hardest thing to do right. but in the business world where there's a lot more people uh with a lot more businesses it is much harder to reach the top of your of your business trade and i think when someone comes in with that kind of success you know a bill rancic who won the first season of the apprentice who you know we've had at our events yeah. um with you mm-hmm. you know if you think about it he went through the most exhaustive job search at the time in the history of the world where yes, he had so many you know applicants on tv and, and i think what was interesting about his story is he said hey i was in the finals against a gentleman who went to harvard he had me beat educational wise he had me beat probably iq wise but what what he didn't have was bill's better making decision. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to it, he, the old Amorosa, he said, this person's not going to be good on my team. I can't pick her. And he chose a better team, thought he was a better leader. And he ultimately got picked for the job and spreading that kind of success of how he's done it or somebody like a Simon Sinek, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they live and breathe business. They have 
very successful, practical ways in which they've succeeded in life that go far beyond your, you know, your work, um, life balance. I mean, there's so many things that they bring to the table um, that you would say maybe an athlete or an actor doesn't. I would agree with that. And it's also refreshing. I mean, much like the podcast that we do here is you get other people from different industries talking about what they did, how they got success, you know, the, the struggles they went through. And you realize that there are so many commonalities between it's not an industry thing. It's not like your industry is totally different than ours. It just is a, a different approach and a different thing you get to see. So hearing their ideas, I always find is extremely valuable. What do you think? And I agree. And there's companies. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, sorry, there, you know, there, there are companies bigger than ours. I'm sure there's companies bigger, you know, bigger than yours. And, and we, we all try to learn. And, and you know, the, the great thing about industries like ours and like yours is that there's room to grow for everybody. And, you know, in our industry, and I'm sure like yours, we work with some of our so-called competitors and we, you know, we all kind of work together uh, to some degree. But the bottom line is in any business, if you have a good product, you have good customer service. And if it's about the customer and making the experience it's fantastic. You're going to get a repeat client for a long time. Just like I've known you guys for 10 years. I've seen people, you know, at your event who come every single year and they're already waiting to come the year after. And because you, it's not just your product, it's your family. It's what you preach and it goes way beyond working. And that's what we try to do with the people that we get to work with. And you guys do a fantastic job of that. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, would, would you say that your business is fairly commoditized? Are there other people that offer can get access to the same speakers or is it, is it an exclusive thing that you get? Um, I wouldn't say we're the only people. I, I would say that, you know, there's, there's a couple of big groups out there who, you know, it's cookie cutter and it's not as personalized. And um, I would say there's some smaller competitors, but it's a small group of niche people. We have sure, a lot of people, especially world. when it comes to the athletes. Yeah. I mean, some of the big agencies call us because they can't get to the athletes that we can. Um, and there's sometimes we have to go to them, but you know what I always tell people in our industry is like buying a house. If there's a million dollar house, there's, there's two brokers, there's the buyers and the sellers mm -hmm. and we're a buyer's agent. So if the house is a million dollars, I'm negotiating trying to get it to you for 900 when right. the seller is trying to get it for a million, but there's a built-in commission of 6%. Yeah. So in reality, I'm negotiating to make less of a commission to get you the best deal possible. Um, I, I don't have like a problem a with you doing that. So that's that. what I tell you. <laughs> no. And, and, and the great thing is over the years, you know, how many times have you had to deal with anything? The answer is yeah, none. none. We right. always deal with the talent, their travel, they're, you know, you guys book the hotel reservations, but you know, we set up the conference calls, we deal with their assistance and, right. you know, I, I always tell people, which is really not fair, but it is kind of cool for us. And for example, the, the gradient meetings, I mean, the amount of work and time that goes into that is just absolutely amazing. Months and months and months. It's mm -hmm. like building a beautiful wedding cake. Mm -hmm. And then comes on this top of the sprinkles or the main candles, and that's the first thing you see. Well, when we bring Tim Tebow to an event, that's what everybody sees, and they forget about all the other ingredients <laughs> that went into the cake. Uh, <laughs> we don't, and we don't care either way as long as they like the cake. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right. That's, you know what, that's, that's the best point ever. As long as the cake's happy. And, you know, we've had some difficult talent behind the scenes and, and sometimes it, you know, it, it is what it is, but you know, the, the, the lovely attendees that go to, you know, to your event, they never see it. So, yeah. um, as long, you're right. As long as the cake takes great and the talent does a great job, it's, it's, it's good for everyone. And I think you brought up an interesting thing that does kind of transcend either financial advisors and the, you know, a lot of listeners, we have our financial advisors, a lot of just other businesses, but the, end of the day, your experience that you provide us or anybody else, your customer service that you provide is what makes people keep coming back and not price shopping or, you know, even if it's not a price shopping business, it is the service and the experience that one provides, which makes people go from customers to clients. Well, one thing I can attest to um, is that you're absolutely right when that happens. And, and part of it is pitching the right speakers because Fact. for example, um, you know, you might have products that your financial advisors have where they just know it's not a good product. It's not mm-hmm. a good fit for their client. It's not good for them to, nothing good's going to happen. If at best your client doesn't lose money, mm-hmm. we have kind of the same thing. There's speakers that we won't recommend that we know are out there that have been out there that are either way too difficult to deal with. Maybe their content's outdated um, mm-hmm. or doesn't relate. And, and, and you know, kind of the, you're right. It's absolutely relationship based. I don't want to book one speaker to make a commission to lose a client or, or, or not do the ethical thing of, of, Hey, I need to tell you, the speaker's just not going to be a good fit for you. Right. They're too difficult. They're too, it's just not the right fit for you. Let's move on. And I think that probably transcends to a lot of your, you know, your fantastically good, you know, financial advisors, advisors and insurance brokers. 100%. It's the, it's almost the advisement on the way through to help you get to not where you thought you wanted to be, but what is in your best interest and where you really want to be. And that we, rely heavily on you for that because we might think we want xyz and you say i don't think you do here's two more ideas and let me tell you why you want to do these and i think we come around and uh, see it your way most of the time you did bring up a uh you brought up a word in there and i think this is probably what a lot of people are thinking is you you mentioned budget so i know what can can somebody can you book speakers and talent for five or 10,000? Is it kind of 20,000 where you need to get to? Obviously there are some out there as I cruise on your site, like Richard Branson, who most people probably know who that is. He says, call, it says call for price. I'm assuming that that's like, if I'm going to order something on a menu and it's market price, I don't even want to ask, just send me the bill. Like where do budgets land in all this? So I always tell people, you know, and I'm not a big fan of car salesmen, um, but it, 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 it's kind of like buying a car. So this is the analogy I've, I've used for years. So it's like buying a car. When you go to the dealership, um, you have a budget in mind and, you know, there's Rolls Royces and then there's used Toyotas and there's everything in between. But if I said to you, you know, Hey, you own, your company and you're going to work in a Rolls Royce and I'm, you know, an intern from college driving in a used Toyota, they both do the same thing. You're getting there a lot better style than I'm getting there. (laughs) Same thing with a speaker. So, you know, there are speakers that are five to 10,000. There are speakers like Sir Richard Branson, who's, you know, over 400,000 and a private jet and everything in between. Um, But, you know, billionaires, most of them don't do events. So it just really depends on on who it is. Um, I, I would say if people want the best bang for the buck and they are it is harder to get people in the $5,000 range these days. But if, if they are between the five and $10,000 range, 
you can easily hopefully get an athlete in your area. Obviously, depending if you were, for example, in Dallas, there's plenty of people that have stuck around um, after their careers that are in that range. Sure. Um, you're not going to get Emmett Smith, but there are names like, you know, a Jay Novacek who won three Super Bowls. Sure. Um, and if you're in a market like Green Bay where it's cold and a lot of people leave, you might have a choice of one or two. Um, and also we, you know, we're able, what our expertise is with our, with our CRM of, you know, 50,000 speakers in it, I can look by location. So if you said, Hey, I need a business speaker and I have between five and 10,000 and you're in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I can find out who's in the area. And you know, that would fall within that range. Right. And which, which is also important too, if you're trying to cut costs on it, if I've got a guy coming from Boston to Minneapolis, somehow he's got to get here and has transportation, all those types of costs built in where if he's here and can drive over, they're sometimes more flexible on just swinging over to Arden Hills for an hour and leaving versus traveling across the country for three days. So that stuff definitely impacts. Right. And not only would you, and not only would you save hopefully on their fee, you know, there's, there's very limited travel, maybe at least a, you know, a gas mileage fee or a local, you know, if we book Emmett Smith in Dallas, he'll take a little less. And, you know, instead of having, you know, two airline tickets and all the trimmings, um, you know, all you have to do is pay his first car service. Right. Say, who are some of you? You've worked with all kinds of people. And <clears throat> we've had, uh, I've, 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 I ask you this all the time, but like, who are some of your favorite athletes that you've ever dealt with and why? Either as people or speakers uh, well, or however. I, yeah. So I, I would say my, my, it's a funny thing is about our industry is you meet people you never in a million years thought you would meet. So right. growing up, Emmett Smith was my favorite football player of all time. And Mike Schmidt from the Philadelphia Phillies Hall of Famer was my, uh, you know, favorite baseball player. And I've met them both. Um, Emmett's, I consider one of my best friends um, in the industry. Very few people do I consider friends. So for example, we have an event coming up this weekend. um, So, you know, we're going to go to dinner before the event. Um, I think he's one of the most intelligent speakers out there. He's phenomenal. Um, There's great guys out there. Yeah. And then there's guys I've worked with that have, you know, said two words to me. Hey, nice to meet you. And, you know, they go do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say Bill Rancic in the non-sports division, one of my favorite He's people a great in the world. Guy. Um, yeah. He reminds me of Tim Tebow. It just gets to the point where do you guys ever do anything wrong? That's I, my I, problem with those like two they're guys. They're, Tim Tebow they're walks up on the stage. He's chiseled like a Greek God. He's talking about all the you know success he's had in the NFL, all the things he does for charity. I, I, my wife was actually at that one and I don't think she even noticed I was sitting in the room, which fair enough. I understand that. And then we go to meet the guy and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's an arrogant, maybe he's kind of a prick or, you know, something like that. Nope. Wrong. Nicest dude yeah, in the right. world. It's like, ah, frustrating it, with those people. It's <laughs> insane that the he's same. so perfect. And it's, it's, it's just, I mean, and God bless him too, you know, I for agree. example, and this is the, the, the most inspiring thing I think about him is that he's never going to make it to the majors, but he didn't quit. Right. And he's not all about money. Cause I know, for example, when he signed his baseball contract, I think he gets a hundred thousand dollars a year for playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the time that's what his fee was. And he canceled five engagements on us because, you know, <laughs> rightfully so, you know, if, if, there's usually a professional quality, uh, professional, uh, clause in there. So, you know, if you're an actor and you have a movie, you can't say, oh, I'm not, you know, I can't take this 
ridiculously great movie part because I have to go speak for a client. Right. Um, you know, there's usually an out clause if for something like that. So, you know, being that he decided to play professional baseball, he, you know, he had to cancel everything else out. I mean, it probably cost him millions of dollars to try to play baseball. And you know what? When people started making, you know, fun of him or, hey, you're never going to make it, he said, well, I'm not going to make it, maybe, but I'm definitely not going to make it if I don't try. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Those guys are class act guys. I mean, it is, uh, you, you can see how they got to where they are. They are just the genuine articles. What well, uh, you remember Jake Wood? Jake Wood, you know, we he just was had Jake at one of your events. A couple same, years. same thing. Good looking, humanitarian, super nice guy. <laughs> I mean, super, super, super amazing. Literally helps people out. Uh, you, you know, when when countries are in need, he went to Haiti several times and did missions. Um, literally, is just better than most of us out there because he does a whole organization and, and he yeah. gives of himself and, yeah. um, you know, literally one of the most motivating things, you, you know, you can do is give back to, to, to your fellow uh, humanity. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And, and he does. And not only with, that was uh, awarded the Pat Tillman award for, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was awarded the Pat Tillman award on, uh, you know, for an SB, which is, you know, the courage and service award, which is, you know, that 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 defines Jake Wood, which defined, of course, the great Pat Tillman. Um, I'll tell you one person I never got to work with, uh, which saddens me, was I've always wanted to book Kobe Bryant, oh, and unfortunately, yeah. uh, not going to get that chance. So, you know, yeah. that's that's the worst thing in our business is is you know when something like that happens, we have of to course. take them off our website, um, you know, or if somebody passes away and we still have to send them a 1099 form. Of course, yeah. Yep, but he he would have been a phenomenal speaker to see too, and I've had the you know, privilege of obviously meeting some of these folks having our meetings, but I've seen a lot at other meetings, and it's a it is really is something that if you're looking to add something to an event that you're having or a meeting that you're having, don't be afraid to pursue this avenue, and you can start smaller. I mean, I certainly know that we did back in the day. Our our budget, I would say, has increased over the years to to do this, but you know our, the businesses change as you go. But <clears throat> even someone who you know, some of the people like Jake Wood, for a good example, I would have never known who that guy was. I actually saw him speak somewhere. I didn't know who he was. He was phenomenal. I mean, I would say one of the better speakers we've had, and I'm not just plugging that for Jake Wood. What I'm saying is, is don't always take the namesake of it all as the leading indicator of if it will be a success or not. A lot of these folks are very good. And even if you can start smaller with like Adam's talking about a local athlete or something like that. Do not believe me. There will be five people to 10 people in an audience of 40. that will have a very close connection to whoever that person is. Oftentimes people take their pictures with them and that's a, that's a major highlight of that. And so it is, it is something that if you're looking to enhance an event, enhance an event using someone like an Adam to book these speakers and see what your options are and listen to a guy like Adam, give you some creative uh, ideas on how you could utilize them is something that you want to check into for 2020. Anything else to add on yeah, your I, anything else to add on your end of what what types of things are shifting or any any hot up and comer speakers that you've been seeing out there that surprise you? You know, I'll tell you this um because you and I've been doing this 10 12 years and I would wish for any group organization to have a working relationship like we have um, not only with each other, but with our client base um, and our respective businesses. Um, There's always somebody up and coming right now. One of the hottest speakers out there is Katie Sowers, who is 
a trailblazer and we yeah. love those in our industry, which mm-hmm. is she is the first full-time female coach of the San Francisco 49ers who came a little bit uh, short on a Super Bowl, but definitely yeah. she has broken so many barriers and, and we love things like that um, in our industry. Um, like I said, with the presidential election coming up, we're getting a lot of, uh, you know, requests for political speakers. I'm sure you um, are. You know, we, <laughs> had a ton of um ton of requests for diversity and inclusion speakers and you know with black history month and lgbt and i mean there's there's a speaker for every you know the olympics are coming up in the summer so we're getting a ton of olympic requests um there is definitely a speaker um if that's what someone's looking for in every subject and and one more thing i want to add um you know two of our other sites are athletespeakers.com and technologyspeakers.com and speakerbookingagency.com we've, we've acquired three other uh bureaus during our time um kind of like you guys have acquired some other companies sure. um and a lot of people too don't just have speakers we were just at an event with howie long who did an oh, appearance yeah. a two-hour appearance at a trade show so a lot of times when there's trade show booths um you know we were at the national auto dealers association so sure. um you know when there's a thousand yeah when there's a thousand booths there sometimes you know i saw a lot of them serving you know, cocktails and drinks and some have food and some really want to stand out by bringing somebody who's well known to say, Hey, come to our booth. You get your photo and autograph with Howie Long. And, you know, we need our booth to stand out out of the other thousand booths at the uh, National Auto Dealers Association. And, you know, that's another great creative way to, to, to use an athlete. Yeah. And that makes a ton of sense. I would imagine that Howie Long would get a little more uh, traction over to your booth than the tchotchke that you leave on your table. <laughs> Must have been at like the, the must have been yeah, at the must have been at the Saturn booth, and they went to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. I uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, my feet hurt at the end of it. There was miles and miles of uh, of booths, and you know, there was only one. There was, Howie's line was you know probably about two hundred people long. I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was. Well, cool. I want to be respectful of your time. I know how busy you are, but as always, certainly appreciate you coming on the show, and I hope that the listeners have picked up some ideas some things they can apply to their business and certainly some ideas on how you can use speakers like this using a guy like Adam certainly makes it easier. It's not the only way to do it, but we'll make sure Adam and include your links on the, on the post when we post up the show as well. So as always, man, great to talk with you. Thanks for all that you do for our company. And uh, I guess I'll probably see you in January, huh? Yeah, we'll plan the next one. And uh, you have my word on this podcast. Whoever we book, we'll get on your podcast before they go to your event. (laughs) That's even better. Perfect. Well, appreciate it, Adam. Thanks again. You You have a great day today. You too. Thanks for having me on your show. Have a great day, too.